Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode, episode four of Turn Over the Tape. My name is Keegan, and this week we are actually joined by two very, very, very well studied up guests. Firstly, we have Matt, as always. Matt, how are you? Yeah, good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Thank you. And we also have a special guest this week, and that is Lincoln, my brother, who is also a diehard Suns fan. Lincoln, how are you? Good, thank you. Cruising along nicely. Excellent, excellent. All right. So we had our first game of the season, round one. We flew over to Perth, WA. Uh, We played the West Coast Eagles and we actually came out down. We ended up losing 12-1-83 to the Eagles and we went 8-10-58. So I would think uh, an honourable loss. Lincoln, what do you think? How did you think the game went overall, just as a brief summary? Um, look, if I could erase the first three or so minutes, I would. Apart from that, pretty good. In the end, I think it was a bit disappointing, but that's expected. There are a lot, they are a lot lot more sort of a a mature team than we are in terms of like bodies and tanks, if you will. So overall, I'll give it a solid B minus. All right, excellent. Yeah, so B minus plus. That's a good. That's a good rating. Um, Matt, how do you think? How did you feel about the game overall? Just briefly. Yeah, pretty optimistic about it. To be honest, I think I saw a lot of um, things that I thought would be issues for the Suns not present as issues as badly. So, for instance, the defense held up pretty well. So, I'm actually pretty encouraged by it. It's a shame that the scoreline ended up being 25 points in the end. I think. Probably two or three goals was a better reflection of the team's difference in the end. But, yeah, I mean, the sentiment's about the same. And, yeah, the first three minutes. Whew. Yeah, that's those first three minutes, I think you could you could ask my wife how I was feeling about that. I was ready to uh, I was ready to turn off the TV after the first five minutes. We stuck we stuck with it though, and uh, we ended up fighting it out pretty well. And as I agree, Matt, I don't think that the um, that the sort of the end score really reflected well of how that close the actual game was. Uh, all right, so but we'll talk about more of it in depth a bit later. But just off the top, first thing, what did you think of the lineup? Uh, Lincoln, let's start with you. What did you think of the lineup that we started with? Who was in, who was in, who was out? Did you agree with how it all looked? Uh, I'd say, yeah, I, I did agree. I um, know Harbrow, which he's sort of been a mainstay for our team for the last couple of years. I think... That I think it was Sean Lemons came in as the direct replacement. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, that's I, I think, think that's correct. Yeah, I, I I think that he actually kept Liam Ryan pretty quiet. I'd say until the end because I actually got to listen to the Triple M uh, cover like coverage of it and hearing a uh, Dennis Cometti speak is amazing. Thank God. <laughs> um, and I was sort of saying like Liam Ryan just not really doing much, and then I think he bobbed up at the end like when everyone was. Th- quiet so definitely I, I i liked it all right excellent matt what did you make of um the the lineup as well but sort of more more sort of uh sort of focus what did you think of holman as the 23rd sub um i i mean sad we had to use him obviously but his pressure in the ball that. was pretty good and his goal in the fourth quarter sort of gave me you know two or three minutes of false hope um I don't think he was particularly bad. I think he sort of suits um, that particular role, actually, as the new 23rd man. So I was actually pretty happy with Holman's inclusion, to be honest. What about overall? Did you like the way the team set up? 
Yeah, I mean, my biggest worry about not having Harbrow was that there may have been some leadership lacking in the defensive structure. But, I mean, I thought we held up really well all game. I mean, we kept West Coast to 80-odd points on their home deck when they traditionally would belt weak teams. So, uh, And they got goals late. Like There was a couple of junk time goals in there. So I'm pretty happy all up with, with the choices made. Stuart Jew, I think, made the right choice. Yeah, I definitely think he made the right choice as well. Um, you probably heard me a few times on this podcast go on about Darcy McPherson. I feel like if if I was if I was sort of picking the team, I probably would have maybe opted for like a Sam Flanders um, instead of Darcy McPherson. Uh, Darcy uh, as is in as a pressure forward, um, but he had zero tackles. Like yeah. if, if your job's to ta- if your job's as a pressure forward and you've got zero tackles, then what does that really tell you? Uh, so we talked about the first three minutes of West Coast. We'll, we'll ignore the first three minutes because that was absolutely diabolical. The team just stopped and West Coast just ran over the top of us very quickly. Uh, and then, of course, we had that awful, awful injury that we all know about. That we've probably all heard about five times already today. And that was Rao going down with what looks like a PCL injury or what from what I've, I don't even know what these injuries look like, but this is what I'm being told by reading different things and that it looks like a PCL injury. Um, Matt, what do you think the in effect of Rao's injury is going to have on the football club going forward this season? Um, given the fact we got to play basically most of the season last year without Rao, I think they should be fairly well equipped to deal with it. Um, for the first time in a while, I think there's actually competition for places in the side. So, I mean, someone like Fiorini might find their way into a, into the side and be hungry for game time, knowing full well that he might not get another opportunity if um, he doesn't sort of put the effort in. So I'm, I'm, I mean, it's obviously a loss, and it sucks given the, the long injury road he had to go through to get back. But I, I think the team should be okay. This isn't a death knell or anything. Yeah, no, that's a that's a good way. I reckon that's a good way to look at it. I don't think. I think we got enough practice with it last year of playing without arguably one of our best players. At f- and it sounds absolutely bizarre <laughs> to say that when he's played well, four and a bit, four and a half games or not even four and a half games. But yeah, I definitely think that's a bit of a, that's a bit of a weird one. Lincoln, how do you, how long do you think Rao's going to be out for? If you were to have a guess. Um, I guess like optimistically, I think anywhere between like four to six, I think it depends because they, I think they, they've done the scans tonight. I think they said that they're going to do Monday night, which is tonight. Yeah, uh, I, I'd say optimistically, yeah, four to six. But my, I think my head tells me somewhere a bit more. It depends if it's a high grade, the PCL that they were talking about. Uh, yeah, he's hoping it's the less of the two. Yeah, I think it's probably. I think we might see him mid year. I think it's going to be halfway through the season. I reckon second half of the season, he probably comes back in. Um, I reckon, again, they're going to be super cautious with him because he's, he he could be a 10-year player for the Suns and what he does in the first two, I think you sort of wait until wait till maybe he's grown up a bit and um, that's where you want him to start peaking at 24-25, not 19-20. Um, so we talked about sort of the slow start, the rail injury. Um, overall, I think we've all said that we thought the effort was pretty good. Um, Matt, what do you think was the one, like if you were to pick one massive positive out of the game? Because there were a lot to pick from. It wasn't just a game where we sort of sort of drifted through. If there was one massive positive you could pick from the game, what would it be? Um, in terms of a player, I think Jack okay. Bowes 
was excellent, right? Like, what do you have? Thirty touches, one hundred percent disposal efficiency. Like he he was great down back. But I think what that sort of game actually gave us was it felt like we had composure for most of the game. Like it really wasn't until sort of midway through the fourth that the wheels came off. It felt like we were really controlled with the ball. And I, for the first time ever, felt comfortable with a Suns player kicking across the face of goals in defence. It was just composure would be the word I would take out of that. Yeah. Um, Yeah, just to sort of back up what you said about Jack Bowe. So Jack Bowe's had 30 disposals. He had 28 kicks, two handballs, 14 marks, and his disposal efficiency was 100%. So crazy. Absolutely. Like for a Suns player to have a disposal efficiency of 100%, having 30 touches is unheard of. So I think that I think Brilliant. he had an absolutely ripper game. Lincoln, same question to you. Uh, what, what if there was one massive positive you could take out of the game? What would it be? I think it's in like in a weekend of like super quick football. I think it was like we actually put in a quite a good, like slower, sort of more grinding performance. I think you saw like other teams that were just going back and forth, back and forth. And there, there was certainly stages of that for us. But we were also able to claw it back and grind out and just keep pushing through. Oh, it's it's good. It's good to be able to say that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I've from watching the other uh, football, like I remember I watched the Essendon Hawthorne game. And I just remember seeing that game was just absolutely frantic. And those play- there was a lot of mistakes. And even though Hawthorne won, I still th- I would still think the Suns are better from what I saw just on the weekend, just as a one-game sample size. I think the Suns played better than both Hawthorne and Essendon because those that game was absolutely full of mistakes. Exciting, definitely. But I think the Suns showed that they can be a lot more controlling um, probably also another reason we probably played a bit slower, as Lincoln pointed out, was probably because of how hot it was. It was like 35 mm. degrees and you can't be running around like going absolutely hell to scale. So in 35 degree heat, you'll run yourself into the ground by half time. And then, so I reckon this, that, I reckon that might've had a bit of a thing to, a uh, bit of a, uh, bit of a, bit of a uh, effect on the game on our strategy. I don't know how we'll go against North Melbourne this weekend, but we'll talk about North Melbourne in a little bit. Uh, sort of just to round off on the West Coast game, uh, we're going to do our um, our medal. Uh, me and Matt did talk about this a few weeks ago. We're going to have a, a best and fairest for the podcast. They haven't still not named, still unnamed for the moment, but we will get there. <laughs> uh, we're going to get two people to do votes each week, but because Lincoln is our special guest this week, I think that he can do some. He can do a three, two, and a one for us, and Matt can do a three, two, and a one for us, and then we'll tally it up and we'll have an early leader or leaders for our uh, soon-to-be-named medal. So, Lincoln, do you want to kick us off with your three, your two, and your one, and just a little bit of ex- explanation of why you picked who you picked okay. and why? I might have some controversial opinions here, but we'll see. <laughs> that's all right. I, we Number- like a controversial opinion here, so that's fine. Go ahead. Number one, don't hate me for saying this, Sam Collins. I think he was pretty solid. I didn't think he didn't, he didn't do anything too majorly bad. I, I think that yeah, I suppose he kept like Josh Kennedy and things pretty quiet. It was Charlie Ballard who gave away that free kick against him. And I think it was also Jack Bowes who conceded one of like one of the first goals as well. So it wasn't his fault. He's he was pretty solid. Two, once again, I could have swapped either or. I, I put Jack Bowes as two, very stiff, I know. 
is he, I don't know, we talked about his 100% efficiency. I just think he could have done better in like some instances, particularly like once again, the first couple minutes, which had still haunted me. Number three, though, I really like Jack Lacocious. His kicking was phenomenal. He was so penetrating. I think he racked up a bit of the ball as well. Um, yes, so, yeah, 03, Jack. Yeah, so sorry to cut you off. I was going to just fill you in for Jack Lacocious. So the Jack Lacocious had 23 touches. He had 20 kicks, three handballs. And, yeah, he um, he was quite efficient with his kicks as well. One thing I did notice about Jack Lacocious as well was when he was kicking, it was going over the head of a lot of Eagles players. Clearly they hadn't sort of seen him kick before or had underestimated how far his kicks were going. And we got over the back a few times because of it. But no, I think I think those are pretty those are pretty worthy choices, Lincoln. Uh, Matt, what about your three, two, and one? Oh, it's a tough one because I think the the single point is probably the toughest one. For I, I, might, I might even do it in reverse, perhaps. Uh, I think Jack Bose was probably the best on ground, to be perfectly honest. Um, in so he gets the three for the two. It's a tough one. I, I really liked Oleg Markov's debut game I thought he added a lot of run some of his efficiency was a bit down um, whereas David Swallow had a game where he sort of peeled back the ears so I mean ugh, I'm probably inclined to give Swallow the two just just especially for that goal in the in the third where he sort of kicked it out of out of the muck but he was just everywhere um, for the point I'm inclined to give it to Ben King I thought I saw enough out of him um, to suggest that I mean, whilst he could have had a better day, he still had three goals. He was working his his butt off. There was that one goal that he kicked where he, he was part of the connecting play, basically starting from defence, going all the way um, to the other end of the ground. I thought it was great. If he could take one or two extra marks, he basically is is, is best on ground if he gets five goals. So he, he probably gets the point for mine. Excellent. No, that, that, that that's all good. I was going to say, I... Um... I thought that uh, I thought Swallow for me. I'm not counting my votes this week, but if I was to sort of have a few honourable mentions, I would definitely have Swallow was probably one of my best on ground because I thought that he that's the best game I've seen Dave Swallow play in a long, long mm. time. Um, mm. He he did his tackling like he tackled pretty well. Like he only had three tackles, but he his pressure was there. You could see his pressure there. His kicking was a lot better. I've never I haven't seen him as efficient at kicking as I saw him in that game. Uh, I think he just hit targets. He hit some absolute great targets. Uh, other players that sort of want to give a quick mention that maybe didn't get a mention just then, Charlie Ballard played pretty well. I thought in suspended, took 12 marks. Um, again, I thought he was pretty good. Lockie Weller had a pretty good game in the midfield. Um, and also someone like a Sean Lemons who didn't get a lot. He got 16, he got the ball 16 times, but I think he did a pretty good job on Liam Ryan when the whips were cracking. Yeah. Liam Ryan probably got a few cheap touches at the end of the game when the sort of the contest was over, but I thought he did quite a good job as a sort of a, a very physical back pocket. Um, and so, yes, there are just some, um, there's some sort of honorable mentions I would throw in there as well. So after that round one round in Jack Bowes is currently leading our soon to be named medal with five <laughs> votes. Lukosius is has three votes and Swallow is currently sitting on two votes. Uh, really quickly, Lincoln, because me and Matt are sort of given our opinions on this already. If you were to pick a best and fairest for this year, who do you think it will be at the end of the season? The end of the season. That's tough. I just, I don't, you know what? I'm going to, 
considering I just gave him the three votes, I think Jack Lacocious, he was already starting to come through at the start, like, sort of like the midway to late way at the end of the, like last year. I think it's going to keep developing now that he's being played more forward and sort of more on the wing. His kick is just going to go straight, straight to BK's big mitts. <laughs> yeah. I think B, I also think Ben King sort of just bringing up going back to the game really quick. I think that he could have had an exceptional game if he didn't drop a few marks that he dropped. I feel like he uh, there was a few sort of very easy marks that he dropped. And if he can start nailing those, he would have kicked, he kicked three goals for the game. So he had a decent game, but he would have kicked four or maybe even five. And then you're starting to really sort of see see some real progression there. So I think um I think overall, yeah, Lukash is a good pick. Not telling we had I can't even remember who I picked now. I might have even picked someone like I might have even gone the lazy option and gone Raul or Anderson or something like that. But I think Lukosius is a good pick. All right. Let's draw a line under that game. That game is done. We thought we were okay. We were we were underdogs going over to Western Australia to put in, a, and we put in a plucky performance. This week is a completely different kettle of fish. This is a we are playing North Melbourne at Metricon on Saturday night. This is a game we have to win. There's no other way about it. If we're any we're serious about improving at all, we need to win this game. Uh, Lincoln, have you got any thoughts heading into the game this weekend? Just off the, um, just sort of any preliminary for- thoughts about the game? Can we just win, please? I don't, <laughs> I, I, don't know, I don't know how else to say it. Like, I, I, but I, I think you summed it up perfectly. If we are any chop or any talk, like any seriousness, if you talk serious, that makes no sense. If we're going to sort of be serious about improving, we have to win this game. This is a must win. Failure is not an option. I'm gonna mic- I'm gonna warm up my microwave pretty early if we <laughs> if we lose. Matt, Matt, okay. you- so if we play like we did um, yesterday, we'll win against North Melbourne based on watching their game and, and a number of other games over, over the weekend. If we play like that, the, so the thing that I'm worried about is that it rains and suddenly we have to uh, play a completely different style of footy. That's what I'm worried about. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, like I think before the before the podcast, we were talking about that game up in Cairns a few years ago, <laughs> where we um, we played basically with snorkels, and we um, and we actually got the win up in Cairns in a very very physical game. I think I would love us to play that style, like kick style again. Um, the kick sort of the kick mark, kick mark, short forty five degree angle kicks. I'd love us to do that again if the weather is conducive for it, because I think we had real success with that, and I like us actually kicking the ball and hitting a target feels so good. But if it was to rain, as Matt is suggesting, I think we'd actually be pretty well set up because I think we would have the bigger bodies in the midfield. You, you think of like your swallows, your two... Hugh Greenwood would have an absolute field day in those sort of conditions. Mm. So I think I think that... um I think, yeah, I would like to see that kick mark style of game we played. But I think regardless of the weather, there's, no, there's absolutely no excuses um for this game um so lincoln what are the ins and outs you would have this week uh would you would there be anyone obviously Rao comes out so someone automatically has to come in but would there be anyone else you would take out or anyone else you'd look to put into the team i think look i would personally first of all keep nick holman as a sub i think that's he's really good position because he's super flexible can go most positions gives a bit of run and a bit of tight tackle like when he's fresh assuming hopefully no one gets injured or someone gets a tight tight hamstring and you have to bring him on coincidentally yeah. enough um 
in terms of the like for like replacement, I I feel like someone like a Fearing will probably get calling because like another like inside mid- midfielder or another chance here. Sorry, like another um player who could, who could come in. My man, AD Alex Davies, number one ticket holder. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh. only played a pracky match but against Brizzy, but I think he was best on ground in it. At least that's what I'd like to believe. I think it was a VFL game. And yeah, he definitely was best on ground in that VFL game from what I read. So you think, so Rao comes out and you would like to see Fiorini or Alex Davies come in. Remember that we've also got Ainsworth that missed round one mm. because of a tight hamstring. So he has to come in as well. So is there anyone else that you would take out Lincoln or are you just sort of saying McPherson? Your McPherson comes out. Why was McPherson come out? Because Ben Ainsworth is better than he is. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm nah. sorry. Nah, I, I like. I think they're both pressure forwards, and Benny. I think he's got a lot more upside. Darcy is a good, like, sort of soldier, a good pressure forward, good tackler. But I think that's as much as you're as much as you're gonna like get out of him compared to say Benny, who has those sort of periods where he can could potentially turn it on. Yet he hasn't yet another big improver as well for this year, hopefully. Yeah, fair enough. No, that's um, that sounds fair. That's probably the sort of changes I'd look at. I definitely look at bringing McPherson out. This is going to quickly turn into Darcy McPherson hate podcast, and it's not. But <laughs> I promise, I promise you, there's a Lincoln. Did you have you you listened to our earlier episodes where there's there's currently two players on this podcast that I'm that I think aren't good enough to play in the first. We won't mention their names, but. We're not we're not a hate podcast. We do love we're we're a loving podcast here, so we're not gonna we're not gonna go into that. But Matt, how about you? Are there any so obviously Rao has to come out. Um, so who are you looking to bring in this week? Yeah, I mean it's pretty easy. Ainsworth finds a way in. Um in terms of the outs, I mean DMAC was okay, but the problem is is in terms of how I remember the game, it's usually the number of times I yell out a player's name, either in frustration or elation. And I remember two very distinct times where I'm like, D-Mac, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, I think there was a kick out on the full at a fairly inopportune time that comes to mind. Um, I don't know if Fiorini's sort of done enough to really justify a spot on the side, but I mean, if he gets an opportunity, get him in, he, he might be really hungry for it. So I, I want to see Ainsworth in. I think he's got like a whole bunch of like pluck. He's sort of like, our answer to like Zorko, I get the feeling that he just wants to get in there and he's, he's the right person to have in your team. You'd hate to play against him. Um, yeah, that, that's sort of it really. Yeah. He sort of strikes me as someone with a bit of niggle, which is, um, which is something mm. we, we, we do need from time to time. All right. So now we're at the, we're coming towards the end of the episode. So I do need your tips for the Taylor Hine cup. We did have fun last week trying to think of players that have played for West Coast and Gold Coast. So Taylor Hine is my pick this week. If you've got a better one, either of you two, feel free to tell us now. Aaron I'm, Hall. I'm, yeah, I was, that's, that would be mine. Aaron Hall. Okay, yeah. fair enough. No, that's fair enough. No, Aaron Hall. I'm trying to think of some others that have played for both North Melbourne and Gold Coast. The problem is, Keegan, is you'll know the most absolute niche player, and I'll just be like, "Yeah, I think I know them." <laughs> uh, we could, could we count Bailey Scott because he was in our academy? We probably can't. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, so we're playing for the Taylor. I've decided to say we're playing for the Taylor Hine Cup this week. Uh, so, Matt, give us a tip and give us by how much and a bit of an explanation yeah. of why. Um, so, I suspect it's going to be a wet weather match. So. 
with that as the background, I suspect the Suns will get up and will get up to the tune of five goals. If it was a dry game, I, I would expect it to be more. Um, but given it's going to rain basically until the end of time on the Gold Coast, I'm expecting it to only be a five-goal win. Okay, cool. So five-goal win. Uh, Lincoln, what is your tip for this week? I please God, Gold Coast win. Um, <laughs> like I, no, I actually think Gold Coast. I think they will win. It's weird saying that after being, after being a fan for many many years. Um, yeah, I, I think Gold Coast. I mean, yeah, like I said, it depends if it rains and then how much it rains. I, th- I think I looked up the like the weather and so only supposed to have like a ten percent chance of precipitation that night, but it's been raining for the whole week, so it'll probably still be quite wet. I would say, yeah, I think five to six would be reasonable. It could be a bit less depending on, like I said, on how much it rains. Oh, fair enough. All right. So about both of you have about five to six goals. I am going to say Gold Coast as well. Um, I think we'll lift the tail hind cup. And I also think that we will win. I'm going to go a bit heavy. I'm going to go eight goals. I think what will happen is be similar to what happened with West Coast is they'll probably sit with us for a while. And then our more, and I I love saying this, our more experienced (laughs) bodies will, will push us up, uh, push us up over the top probably after sometime after halftime. And then we'll, we'll hit eight goals or seven or eight goals. And then we'll sit there for the rest of the game. I don't think, I I don't think we can come in and my worry and my, the reason I'm worried is we come in with massive heads and we go, Oh, we'll, we'll absolutely, dominate we'll absolutely run over the top of them we can't go in thinking like that and hopefully jews got into their heads that they can't be thinking like that so they go in thinking like that they're gonna lose and the absolute meltdown that will happen if we lose there's a certain person that we know will be hitting the nuke button so quickly (laughs) on on uh on the gold coast suns that it, 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 it will make your head spin and I'll be getting a message from him straight away as soon as, as soon as that happens. Uh, so I think also, I also think the Suns will win this week. Um, and that is it. That brings us to the end of episode four of turn over the tape. So thank you. Thank you, Matt, for joining us as always. Yep, no problem. And thank you, Lincoln, for joining us for this week. We will definitely look to have you on uh, for future podcasts as well. Thank you so much for turning up. No problem. Thanks for having me. And thank you for listening at home as well. Um, make sure you do uh, give us a like, give us a subscribe, whatever whatever way you're listening to it. Make sure you do support because it's really, really, it's really nice to see our numbers slowly grow. It's really silly. I like looking, <laughs> I, I work in analytics. I really like the numbers. So give me more numbers to look at. All right. <laughs> anyway, guys, th- uh, thank you for listening, uh, everyone out there. Um, and join us next week for another episode of Turn Over the Tape. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>